conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roe.co slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. I just came back from the salon, and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. (laughs) Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time (laughs) with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Believable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. You've heard my cackle and standard deaf. Get ready for some donkey booty audio HD. Wow. <laughs> I may not look like a real housewife, but I'm a shallow, stupid bitch. (laughs) Oh my God, that could 
also be my tagline. So many of us. You guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode, you guys, you know I don't know. Um, I think it's like 39. I really couldn't tell you. I think it's actually 38. Um, listeners, yeah. <laughs> so much to say. First off, we have yet again new audio. So I am really, guys, I just found out my birthday is coming up, which I forgot about. and you was just reminded, found out? I just found out because I got a Google Doc invite to a, um, to a, uh, a lunch with some colleagues that they were like, oh, for your birthday. I was like, oh my God, you guys, I completely forgot. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> so um, for my birthday, would love it if you guys could... Um, rate and review us on iTunes because this audio, which is new for us this week, this is like new audio. So we have Billy Eichner style um, microphones, which I'm like super excited about because it means we're just steps now for our own TV totally. spinoff. True which I'm TV. Like, yeah, true TV. This or, is like, what's it called? No, Fuse. I think it is. Oh, no, it's cute. <sighs> Whatever the fuck it is. He's like Whatever. killing it. I dare for Billy. It. Why is Billy. Oh, he goes on Watch What Happens Live. Yeah. Does he watch The Housewives? He's had Housewives on Billy on the Street. I know he's that done something familiar. with Lou. When I was the bartender, he was one of the guests. I just wanted to drop that. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Listeners, my face just fell. When were you a bartender on Watch What Happens Live? Uh, a couple of years ago when Billy and Patty Lupone were the guests. Oh, my God. I 100% Have you not seen my Watch What watched... Happens Live? No, wait. Ben Rimmelauer, I watched your... And guys, it's Ben Rimmelauer. Oh, my hey God. Hey, guys. Ben Rimmelauer, I remember watching your Watch What Happens Live. Oh. Isn't it weird? And now I'm sitting here on your couch. Oh, my God. Well, actually, God. I wasn't on the couch. I had to be behind the bar. <laughs> Phenomenal. Wait, tell me everything guys. about it. What was it like? Um, it was like really stressful. It was before they moved to the new studio, so it might so be they're in the super. Now. Which I've been, I've been told by nobody, but just by watching the show. Andy's like, so the new studio that they're in is slightly fancier and slightly larger, but it's still not like a big fucking deal. No, but the I other mean, one was great. I, when I say the, the other, other one was small, like, I don't mean like it wasn't fancy enough. I mean no, it like, like it was small. Like closet. when they handed me the um, shot Shrink? ski oh, that yeah. I had to pass them. They had them. to like get it from another room. I, I was like. I, I thought I didn't know how. I thought I was going to knock over sound equipment. I mean, it was like there was no space. Oh I was like really God. stressed out to the point where, like, finally they were like, "Look, if you really can't do it, we can figure out another way." I was like, "Okay, I'll be fine." Let me just like, um, uh, but it was like kind of scary. Like when you're the bartender, like Andy does not like pre-show with you. So like, does he even pre-show with the guests? A little bit. Like Maybe he goes and says hi. Okay. Like when you're a bartender, you don't get like a proper um, like green room or dressing room. They put you in somebody's random office, so you're just like sitting there by yourself. You guys don't have a shared. I even thought that there was just one green room, so at least there are separate ones. Maybe there for... is, but there's the but the bartender's not in it. So you're just in an office? A weird office. There's a huge communal office with a million people working. And then you're just like, they put you in one. No, they put you in a small little private office where you just like are going crazy. Like you're going to like death row. Totally death row. Um, And then um, you do the thing and like, you know, it's like high pressure because you want to be funny, but you don't want to try too hard because then you'll be annoying. And right, because the annoying and guys, this does happen. I know that there are people that agree with us. There are bartenders that like try a little too hard. Yeah. Where I'm like, sweetie, you know, what? usually some of the bartenders that are the best are like the random fucking chefs, where they're just right. there because their restaurant totally. threw a couple of shekels at Bravo or whatever. They have some sort of drink and they're chill and they may or may not know what's going on, but it's like relatively relaxed. So, what yeah. was your experience like when it was like well, happening? I I coasted a little because I I could tell that Randy thought I'd never met Patty Lapone before. 
like right not randy what's his randy. name randy cohen oh my god my i was drag like name. who is randy I was thinking of, i'm so bitter that randy rainbow's been on the show like 25 times oh my god i sort of die for randy rainbow. i know we all do he's so I brilliant know, he's yeah, so brilliant so i'm sorry brilliant. have you watched my video with randy rainbow <laughs> you guys i didn't know oh my god. when was your video a couple of years ago also i'll send you the link <laughs> it's really funny we go on this we go on this broadway date and like we talk, we're like falling in love, and then we talk about like who our favorite mom is. Listeners, Rose and I'm gonna is. bitly a link to it, okay? Yeah. So press pause right Ta-da. now. Pause on um, so okay. So anyway, so Ra- I could tell Randy. Randy. Andy thought that I had never met Patty, so I kind of knew he didn't know your show. No, like his producer John Hill had like talked me up and got me booked and everything. And but he didn't read the card. He didn't understand the card. As I didn't he know. Was reading well, it? he might have known about the show, but he didn't. He know I was doing a show at the Duplex about Patty Lupone. Oh, but he didn't fan. know that like you had like a right. ongoing history. So he was like giving me the very like, "Are you just dying? Are you so excited?" Kind of like when Billy was the bartender when Meryl Streep was the guest. Oh, so yeah. I just fell into that role. Oh, that was so. Because instead of being myself, obnoxiously trying to be on camera, I got to be. They're like, oh my god, this is my <laughs> dream come true. Um, oh my so, god! So you know, and then we took pictures afterwards. Um, and the finally, like, I, Andy had like not paid attention to me except on camera, and we're like doing like in front of like the step and repeat. And he comes over. This is like after the show. And he comes yeah, over yeah. to me and he's like, he's like Ben Rimmelauer. And I was like, oh my god, when Andy Cohen pays attention to you, your whole it's world like lights a up. Light shining. And I was like, oh my god, I love you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And like, he gave me a hug, and I was like, this is the beginning of it. Like, I'm always gonna trace our life together Shut back up. to this moment. And then after the hug, he had already turned the other direction, and it was like it had never happened. Li- oh no, because he's sort of—I mean, he has that executive producer. Stuff he's magical, but he has that moment to be like a real star. He's a I star. Mean, like, he he's really a star. is a star. So okay, then like two years later, I'm on Fire Island and I'm like of laying course. on the beach and I see Andy Gay with Mecca. his dog what, Waka yeah. like walking by and I'm like I don't know if he's gonna remember me, but like oh I could see him from the beach is straight, so I could see him for like a long time. You know, not straight. The beach is uh, you know <laughs> curved. it's not curved. So for a long time I could see him coming, so I had time to go through my neuroses and be like, you know what? Even if he doesn't remember you, no, it's good to you, say it's something. It's good to it's say hi, maybe. Remember Island, you next everyone's time. happy. Everyone's happy. You're in. So like when he gets up, when I as he comes past me, I'm like Andy. I'm like hi. I don't know if you remember me. I'm Ben Rimmelauer. Um, I was on your show when you had Patty Lapone. He goes, oh yeah, you have the one man show. <gasps> How's it going? I'm like yeah. He's like oh that's awesome. We have this nice talk. And he's like, gives me like a generous amount of time. And then he's like, well, maybe I'll see you later at tea. And I'm like, tea is what they call the like happy hour or whatever. Oh my God. I thought you guys were on a high tea. I was like, that's so not, not, no, it's disgusting. Like it's a... like GHB tea. But, oh my God. but I'm like, okay, great. Really nice to see you. And I go back down to my blanket with my friends feeling like pretty, like fire island A minus yeah. list. You know, oh I'm just God. like, B plus at yeah, least. you guys, I definitely just like chilled yeah. with Andy. And as I'm sitting back down in my blanket and looking and watching Andy walk down the beach, as he passes every single blanket, you see some faggot be like, Andy, and get up and have the exact same moment with him. But you know what? He seems like a guy who loves it. Because Andy Cohen was, you know, working at CBS News. He was, like, doing his thing. He was behind the scenes, you know, interning with Julie Chen. Like, he had a whole other life. And he seems like someone who is sort of destined to be famous in some way and appreciates it. And he has fun with it. I mean, that's the whole thing. I yeah. haven't read any of his books, guys. There's I have. only oh, okay. So what do you think about They're like them? the only like books I've read in the last ten years. <laughs> besides <laughs> Teresa Judas. Um, and Luann's book, which I just got. Which oh my god. Class of the Countess? Yes. No yes. 
Oh. Because, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but Luann and I are <gasps> going to work together. I'm going to direct her cabaret act. <laughs> I we just high-fived. Ben Rimmler, is that something that you can announce? I don't know. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. So walk us through, Andy's Girls listeners, you better fucking appreciate this tea. This better show up in some fucking reviews. And you guys better follow Ben Rimlauer and me, even though my tweets are now protected, by the way. (laughs) She's a lunatic. But, you know, anytime you want to send a message to Sarah, you just send me and I'll give it to her. That's my PR. Um, So tell me everything. What's it going to be? I know that she just did something at a comedy club downtown. Oh, I didn't even know that. Something. I didn't go. I'm so sorry, Lou. But what is she, what is it going to be? It's going to be a cabaret. She's going to tell stories and sing songs. And, oh and are they going to set up a piano at the Regency? Are they going to bring it back? The, um, Find no, that's a funny, I mean, I'm going to move right past that reference. Tom going to be Mayor um, G? How's uh, it going to work? Probably in New York, it'll be a Feinstein's at 54 Below. Um, I hope it's going to be like a girl code lesbian love songs. And she's going to no, find no, it's not someone like that. Kim Zolciak found. And she's going to like sing with some like... Butch lesbian, not the butch low at boys, all. Like it's Danielle gonna be the least butch stuff. thing you've ever seen. <gasps> oh my god, it's gonna be super gay man. Super gay man. Okay, so it's not gonna be funny. It's gonna be very funny. It's gonna be very funny. She's super funny. She's super dry. Yeah, she's gonna be dry. It's gonna be very Manhattan nightclub. It's gonna be straight up entertainment. The whole you know I will be, be there. I hope there are a hundred performances. I will be there for a hundred and one. And she's gonna do it. We're gonna everywhere, Provincetown, everywhere. <laughs> Guys, I I think I just came. Like I swear to God, it's gonna be <laughs> just, awesome. Like, literally, I I don't know what to say, but I do. In that, this is maybe the best thing I've ever heard, and perhaps the best role for Lou totally. because she did those videos on the show that we saw where she went to Atlantic City or whatever the fuck. And listen, she was trying for high production value, but it was super low. And I think that this is really where her heart is. Yeah, she's a New Yorker. She's, she's a New Yorker, but she's like a real New Yorker. She's got that smooth jazz voice. She's had a couple cigs. She's lived a life. She was married. She was fake royalty. Now she's like a, just a real fucking dame yeah. living wherever yeah, the hell she is. Totally. I think on the Upper East Side with Tom. I don't even yeah. know. Do they get a new apartment? I think is she so. in some sort of weird pied terra still? Right. Don't really know. Is her daughter going to sing back up? Is her daughter going to open? No. Is her son going to? sell skateboards or whatever the hell he was doing no. 10 years ago on the show no merch Noel. no backup no merch no backup guys andy's girls listeners as soon as tickets go for sale and i hope they'll be i hope they'll be a thousand dollars a ticket they'll be fifteen hundred dollars plus seventy five dollar food minimum plus seventy five dollar food minimum and each glass of diet coke is four hundred dollars but if you come in provincetown it's really cheap or like <gasps> palm springs or fire island or all the gay places and you're gonna, gonna go with her to all of them I mean, probably not all of them because, like, once I'm done working on the show, there's no reason for me to, like, Don't you know. say that. You have to be there. Be like Erica Jane. You need – Luann needs her gay No, I don't, to somebody's, I don't want to be somebody's – I don't want to be somebody's You harem. could be the Mikey. This is the thing that I love about Erica Jane, by the way. One Eric, of the things. One of a thousand things is that Erica Jane brings her gay SWAT team, essentially, of hair and beauty with her SEAL Team 6 – yeah. With her everywhere, including Mikey, who I'm sure is wonderfully talented, but is, am I correct, um, essentially mostly a choreographer, except he's given the title of creative director. So his role before the trip was to show Erica Jane a lookbook that someone else had created and then be sassy about it and then attend the trip and supervise. Yeah. What else, what else did Mikey do? Mikey, if you can teach me 
how to manipulate my LinkedIn profile to be something that people would look at and be like, oh my God, I need a New York City blonde Jewess, Mikey, whatever the fuck his last name is. Sarah Galley's your gal. I mean, I need to make that happen. Yeah. He, we talk about how Erica Jane is living the dream, but so is everyone who is a professional friend of Erica Jane. Yeah, they all fly first or private. They all fly for, first or private, but where were they on that plane to Hong Kong? Um, I, I didn't see them. Maybe they were – she wouldn't schlep them on Tom's plane. That, that plane's not going to Hong Kong with her stylist and her whatever. I don't – I didn't think about it. I mean, I... I think that there may be... Maybe they had to suffer through business. God forbid. I maybe, bet they were... but I promise you they were not in coach. Oh, never. I don't even think... I think they probably now have individual riders of, like, what they will accept. <laughs> and can we talk about Erica Jane's looks this week in Hong Fabulous. Kong? First off, just quick fact check. Where is Hong Kong? Is it China? Is it Taiwan? <laughs> I genuinely don't know. I was actually going to Google it because I felt like such a moron. And then I was like, no, no, it's, it's probably better. I don't know. Like, Hong I, Kong is, is it on the coast of mainland China. Wait, are I, you I'm like serious? 99% sure. See, I don't know. Okay, it's is on the it coast weird of mainland China. Because Taiwan's an island off, off China. Right. right. And China Taiwan and Taiwan aren't great. You guys, this is why America's education Hong Kong is, is on broken. the coast of mainland China. And for years and years, it was a British protectorate. Which one was? Hong Taiwan. Kong. Oh, Hong Kong. Taiwan's a separate country. Okay, we, no one gives a shit about Taiwan. No okay. one gives a shit about Taiwan. So Hong Kong was a British protectorite, which meant it was not a part of communist China. It was a free trade city. And oh, it was good like for a them. Fabulous place. Right, it's where you go shopping. I forget what year. I don't know if it was 70s. 99 oh, or kidding. 2007. Oh not that long ago. Okay. That, was like that lease or whatever expired, and Hong Kong officially became part of China. But Oh, yeah? But China was like, you guys can still like party. And then China started to change. I more than I do about where the fuck these women were. Okay, continue. Sorry. China started to change. Like China, I mean, you know the way Russia now is not communist. Russia is just like free for rich people. Otherwise, your life sucks anyway. Yeah, and like if you're gay, you're in jail. China's kind of like that. Like it's still technically communist, but like there's like the oligarchs and rich people. And Hong Kong, I feel like that's even more so. It's like a more of a. But China, you don't even have Facebook. China, that you don't have like the internet. Um, well, you I can't have, like, speak rights. to the availability of social media in Hong Kong, but I, I believe guys, it's somewhat different than Hong Kong's Twitter China. account, so I can follow them and be like, at, guys it's not at Hong Kong because that was taken, so it's at Real Hong Kong, <laughs> and it's Kong with two Gs. Oh my god, and a silent Q. Um, so, okay, so they went to Hong Kong. They did. Our bitches went to Hong Kong. Erica Jane went with. How much is Erica Jane? I'm so fascinated by this. How much do you think those guys bill for an international trip when they know they're also getting on camera? So it's sort of like they're being compensated financially and otherwise. It's hard to know, you know? It is hard to know. Do you think these people are salaried? I think we would need to know Erica's situation before the show started in order to do the math and figure out what it is now. So here's a question. Do you think how much of this, if any of it, and you know I die for Erica Jane. This is not a question. Die. Die. R.I.P. Bananas. How much of this is her potentially just plumping? I'm not saying it's as plumped as Lisa Rinna's lips. I'm just (laughs) saying just like a light touch. Just a light touch. Hair. Hair. Guys, and we're Uh. doing our weekly tradition of watching in the background. And that like... Not racist, but like that, like fun forties kind of like pin up, like remember Pearl Harbor. It's very Evita. It's Evita. It's Evita. I did get like it's a Ben Act One finale of Evita. It is hundred percent. Like I died for it. I mean, here's the thing. I don't know how I would react if I was any of the other housewives. The housewives that have the most money on this show currently: Lisa Vanderpump, 
um, Erica Jane and Kyle because the agency's blowing up or has blown up. Yeah. Um, how do they react knowing that Erica Jane is going to show up looking fucking amazing? Have, do you think that they have – I know that through the past couple years and obviously as the Housewives have become more popular, they used to have to pay for their own hair and makeup. That's not the case any, anymore, that some of that is covered. Not all of it, but some of it. But how would you feel if you were on a fantasy trip – and you know that one of your co-stars can't afford and also chose to bring along a private hair and makeup team as opposed to whatever the hotel is supplying. Like, would you feel jealous? Would you feel like you had to meet her where she is? Or do they just have different relationships with money where, you know, one, Kyle would rather spend a fucking ton of money on – I don't even know what she spends money on. Her sister, I guess, is her special hobby. And <laughs> Lisa so. spends it on dogs. And Erica Horses. <laughs> Whatever, mini ponies and poodles and swans, whatever. And Erica spends it on hair and beauty, and I have no issue with that. I got it. I get for special dates, including ones that don't end terribly well. I not to recall anything from the distant past. I get a blowout, and I think it's the yeah. best thirty dollars that a gal can spend because yeah. it totally lifts your look. Right. So I have no issue with the amount of money right. that Erica's going to spend. But I do wonder how the other women react. See, Especially I think, the women that don't have that kind of money. I don't think – I think that um, it's Erica's shtick. You know, Is it? If it were a thing with somebody else or if there were more of them or something. Like if Dorit was going to pretend she could afford it, which she 100% could not. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like that's Erica's thing. Like I feel like they all think it's – maybe they're annoyed by it, but – but it's Erica's defining characteristic. So is that I don't, she is a diva. And, I mean, she's literally, like, a singer-dancer with, like, her whole alternate ego. You know, yeah. I, I feel like... I haven't called her Erica Girardi since day one. She is Erica Jane to me. She's yeah. Erica Jane forever. See, and every time you say it, I think... Right, like, yeah, what's happening? What's happening? Oh, also, yeah. Erica doesn't have kids, right? She, Erica Jane, actually has an adult son who's a cop. He's a member of the LAPD. Oh, right. Who, we found out on a recent episode of Watch What Happens Live, lives with her. So we're missing a huge part of her life. But they have decided, and probably he has decided because of his job on the main streets of L.A., which is not a joke if you're a cop, um, that he doesn't want to be on camera, which makes sense totally. for protection and safety and whatever. Although I do miss seeing those moments. But then you think about how Erica Jane has opened up this season, especially last week, in opening up with her mother and with the relationship that yeah. she had with her grandparents, especially her grandmother. And even though she sort of cloaked that trip in, come on gays and like bringing her stylist and, um, bringing her makeup artist and her hairstylist with her, which was like a little bit of a moment of like, really, you need to bring them to like your grandparents old house. Uh, totally into totally support her and everything she does. It was also really fascinating to see her really be vulnerable and open to it. I mean, that's kind of what this week, felt to me aside from the stuff that, with Lisa Renich we'll get into um and Dorit Erica Jane opening up about the relationship that she had with her mother and like sharing that moment with Kyle on the bench where, where they're both talking about the difficulties in having a difficult mother yeah. and watching Kyle Richards who's been very tight in talking about her childhood really really talking about it watching her sort of like 
allow herself to be vulnerable in the presence of Erica, which is a very different Kyle when Kyle than when Kyle's with LVP. But watching Kyle open up and say, you know, like, my mom was difficult. My mom wanted us to get the job. Like, Kyle has been a breadwinner for her family since she was a little kid. So if Kyle sometimes comes off as, like, a little bit performative, if that's the right word, it's because that's sort of how she was raised. Absolutely. And it's a reaction. It's like a default. So then you watch her in these moments, whether it's in Greece or this week in Hong Kong, where she kind of lets herself just ease. And I, that could be Erica Jane. That could be she's comfortable with her role in the show. That could be she's financially doing enormously, enormously well. She and got that, a TV show. She got her TV show that she's working on about her childhood, yeah. which sort of, even though it's not like a docu-series, it sort of forces you to really look at your life. Well, and I also just meant that in addition to being a trashy reality star, she's yeah, now she has, also a legitimate several, Hollywood creative She has several... Stream- I mean, we'll see how that goes. I mean, but- we'll see, but she has several streams of income coming yeah. in, and that can change a person. If you were... She was a, an, a child actor that was pretty successful, less successful adult actor, and right? She, and, and then she was she Paris Hilton's in an apartment at one point? Right, right. When they got married, they had no money, they, yeah. which I love about her. That's yeah. like one of my favorite parts about her. And then she was Paris Hilton's professional aunt for many years and would yeah. do the VH1 behind the scenes and whatever. So to watch the evolution of Kyle this week. I and never of, saw those behind the scenes. Now you made me really want to check them out. Oh my God, I've seen them so many times. I've seen the behind the scenes of, and like whatever the fuck it was, of Paris Hilton so many times. that the when Simple I fl- Life? I didn't really – I watched a little bit of A Simple Life at the beginning, and then I just got really tired by it. But watching – I remember watching those – the dumb E! shows, E! and VH1, about Paris Hilton and watching Kyle Richards talk about her and being like, who is this fucking Oh, like True dumb- Hollywood Story? Yeah, 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 like True Hollywood Story. Yeah, yeah. Like, and there were – she would do tons – she would do things – Paris Hilton would have things that, like, didn't make sense, but they were like, we need to talk about Paris Hilton. Um, and watching this woman, Kyle – when it was Kyle Richards then too, talk about her niece in such a way where I was like, who is this woman? I felt like she was whoring out her niece, but I'm sure, you know, Paris wanted her to talk so she didn't have to and like was representing the family. It felt weird to me. And then I found out she was doing Housewives of Beverly Hills and I was like, that's weird. And then to see that this is like an actual human person, I mean, she would have been known for the rest of her professional life had it not been for Bravo because of her relationship to her niece, both of her nieces. Yeah. Who are sort of also rands now, yeah. but <laughs> I mean, but we're like the reality TV A-list for so long. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting transition when you yeah, think about totally. it. So what did you... Yeah, really. Kyle is so much bigger than Paris today, I feel. Kyle is, is so much bigger than Paris. And it has to be sort of weird to be Kim... To know that you were number one you for so long. You after Kim right there. It has to be so weird to be Kim. Oh, my God. It is. Kim is like. But can I just say one thing? Out. Tell me Carney everything. Carney Wilson. Carney Wilson for days. Carney Wilson. My God. My personal cheesecake factory is yes. Carney Wilson. Yes. So spot on. The best one episode arc in in the entire Ever. franchise house, in the entire Housewives franchise. So succinct, so willing to be honest and open and respectful to the point that Kim looked like she was breaking down because she wasn't being allowed to hold on to barriers that she herself had set up. Yes. And it was also, it was being honest and respectful to Lisa Renna, but it wasn't allowing her to really get away with anything. No, it was, Which nobody's I was like, ever That's been it. that That's accountable. objective, smart, and sensitive on the show. 
I, I 100% agree with you. I don't know how we'll be able to see more of her. And I think it happened because they had just recently filmed Celebrity Apprentice. But I'd love it. I'd love for her to come back at some point. I would point. love for her to be a regular. I would love for her to have her own show. I would Wait, love for her to be my you'd friend. You'd love for her to be a, Okay, I would 100% love for her to be my friend. But you'd love for her to be a regular on Housewives? Yeah, why not? Carney? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> You're being so slut shamed right now. I mean, okay. I'm gonna think about it. I don't know. I mean, she would be like the Eden that Eden thinks that she is, Ugh. and really desperately Can we throw wants to Eden be. in the garbage. Well, and I, then down the stairs. I think that her Tinder date probably did that. Twelve hours later, that was bow, the waiter. That was the one of. The, there were two genuinely strange moments to me from this week's episode. Yeah. Strange moment number one was Eden talking about how she was going to meet a man that she had met on Instagram or whatever, Tinder, whatever, half naked in her bed, and that it wasn't a big deal. And if she was murdered, she was murdered. But maybe she'd be the murderer. That was the lesson. I could also murder. So, like, she's totally fine. The other – and that was just – Can I just say, as a gay man – who's had many hookups with random strangers where I've probably it. put my Live life in life. great danger, <laughs> as have many of my brethren. That's just a Wednesday night. That's yeah. <laughs> I, I feel, um, I get it, you know. You get. You're just like, yeah, maybe that's going to happen, or maybe I'm going to get hit by a bus, but, like, I feel like I'm not. Also, if you've been talking to somebody online, presumably before you're going to be naked in bed and have them walk into your room, yeah. you've already like talked on the phone or FaceTimed. You're not just going from like G chat. Yeah. Know? But they could be like sharpening their knives. The expressions yeah, of they all could be, but like, like how do I know you aren't going to kill me today? I mean, that was going to be the last 10 minutes of the show. You, no, guys, I ruined, it. you ruined it. Um, like at a certain point you trust people and like, yeah, but meeting people online. Okay, okay, so let's pretend that it's not about being murdered. Yeah. It's how you're presenting yourself. If she's talking about how she met this guy and it's really great, maybe my assumption is that she was looking for a relationship and she just really wanted to have sex with this guy. But then why ship him in from London? Go to London and have sex with him in London. Why ship him from London to Hong Kong? It doesn't Plot actually for her reality show. I, I, we're not going to see him. It's not. She seems a little more interesting because she got to have that. St- the only Does thing, she? Or the only time I... we've ever talked no, about her the... that it wasn't about her interaction with no. Dorit and Kim. She's setting up plot. It's not about. It's not about her having a, a being more interesting for the reality show. It's me thinking you're more fake than I thought you were before when I thought you were fake Oprah. It's not real. This you is think a... it's not true. I think that it's probably true, but there's a fair amount of. She is an adult human person. Surely she understands that, like. In a room of mature adult women, that like it's You're a not going to necessarily... me right now for no, real. Don't you dare, Bethany Frankel, me. You are a little I slut swear shamey. to God, this is not. This is not um, adult Manor. and mature women. Who's to say why? Why? What her? What's? What's not? It's not a great idea, is what I'm You're saying. You're judging her adult, yeah, you mature know what, choices. Guys, I'm going to do a little slut shame. I'm going to do a little slut shame. I'm I so don't offended think... right now. <laughs> and it's a double standard because when I said it as a gay man, Sarah I was, was just like, "Yeah, see you go, girl." <laughs> I trust gay men more than I trust heterosexual adult women. Look, nobody hates Eden and Dorit more than I do. Well, probably someone does. Maybe PK and the yeah. Tinder date probably do. Oh, just slightly, God, just yeah. a little bit more. Okay, so speaking of Dorit, the other crazy moment. So crazy moment number one was Eden talking about just spread eagle, fully, fully, <laughs> I 
don't know, at full tilt while this London gentleman opens the door and she just yeah. announces herself in every way, sexually and otherwise. In her labia. The other, <laughs> labia for days. The other weird moment to me where I was like, sweetie, you're trying so hard, is when Lisa Rinna attempted to be Dionne Warwick and how that went down. Lisa Rinna saying, it's not that, so someone told me that you said, no, wait a second. Nobody told me. I felt it because I have and a she kept sixth sense. <laughs> because at one point in the 80s, she probably blew Bruce Willis and has been thinking about it ever since. Listen, I mean, like, genuinely. I've been such a Lisa Rinna supporter all season and, like, for the last couple of years. I've really enjoyed Lisa Rinna. I loved season one, Lisa I think Rinna. she's a good time girl. I will give her a long leash, but <laughs> I have to say, like, you know... What I love about Lisa, and the reason I probably will never just totally hate her, okay. is because she's always willing to backpedal. There's always a little bit of a grain of salt. She definitely is trying. So I will like, say that about Lisa Rinna. You know, she so tries. I, I give her that. She's just but such like, a fucking moron. But, like, she's got some chutzpah. <laughs> I mean, where does she get off? So what do we think actually happened? And P.S., after the whole nonsense about her not remembering saying that you can't see my masturbation gesture, yeah. she then had the nerve to call out uh, Dorit on that. Was it Eden or Dorit? Where she's like, you don't just get to say something and then be like, oh, I don't remember it. Oh, my God. I actually don't remember. She yeah. probably said it about Dorit. Yeah. She turned it. She Oh, on the, on the drunk boat. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, the whole thing about the bag of pills, she was like... So hypocritical. It was crazy, and nobody called her on it. Nobody called her on it, because I think everybody was like, what the fuck is happening? None yeah. of it. I made a little note um, to myself about this, and I said to myself, Dorit and Rena respond to their own misbehavior in the same way. It's not about what was said, but who leaked it. Yes. And then they pretend. Well, like Donald Trump. <laughs> Oh, no. Listeners, if you're listening to this on Monday at some point, you're going to understand why I just got very quiet. Hashtag, um, hashtag yeah. news for next week. Um, it felt like both of them were focusing on the plot line being who said stuff, something about me and not I actually did this. Like, why did Lisa Rinna go to a woman who's a recovering addict's house and make jokes about putting pills in a smoothie. I don't begrudge it. I thought it was actually a funny moment. I did wonder to myself, why do you have a bag of vitamins in a Ziploc? I think that's weird, but I also don't take a daily vitamin because it's just too much work. I can't handle and I'm just, that I just have a lot of responsibilities. And starting Look, when I was you, a teenager, Look, they told me to take a daily vitamin. already with the, with, the, Blowout? The, with the cycling and the whole thing. Yeah, you know, for, you're like, for now. For now. No, you know, you're you're really committed to Yeah, that. I do. I do. Committed. I'm, That's a I big part it. of your life that you've invested a lot of time and money in. So, whereas I can't even do the vitamins. You know. Thank you. Yeah, I do enjoy um, bicycling 80 to um, sometimes as much as 100 miles a week, sometimes 120 if I do a double day in an hour long class. It is an important part of my life. And, guys, that's just a fun, random, fun fact about Sarah Galley's passion projects. Um, but circling back to Dorit and Rinna, it really just nod on me that they were talking so much about who said this and not the fact that like yeah it is a little strange but it was also like this is the dumbest non-argument Dorit is such a fuck up in thinking that this was a smart idea to say in a group of people and not expect even a little bit of a pushback it was the because she thought that she was gonna like call attention call someone out and have it you know, uh, all end up in her favor. Like she was trying to alpha dog. She was trying to Yulin oh, dog. 
like her pal LVP and she's just not strong enough. And on the other end, Lisa Rinna needs to fucking pick a lane. Like when you're talking Did you notice to someone when Kyle said that to Lisa Vanderpump. Oh, when, oh, when, when at the Carney Wilson, pit. when yeah. she's like, pick a yeah. lane. Yeah, and don't defend anybody. Don't, yeah, 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 100%. I thought that was a little crazy and neurotic, but I love that for once Lisa Vanderpump was like, yes. Yeah, because they have, they have, they have an a, arrangement a, they that they're not going to, they have an alliance, they have a real, uh, yeah, it's very survivor. They have survivor. a real survivor. <laughs> Richard Hatch, shout yeah. out Rhode Island, shout Hell out Overweight, Naked Men yeah. from Oh, they have 100% an yeah. actual alliance, which is why Lisa Vanderpump was also doing the lightest possible work, which I would be a little bit upset about if I was Dorit, if I knew enough to understand why I would be upset about defending Dorit, because there is some sort of arrangement between LVP and Dorit. Can 100%. I say something? Yes, I've say been it. such a Lisa Vanderpump fan all these She's years. She's tired. I'm Kill done. Her like a dog. I'm done. Kill Watching her. her try to like crucify Lisa Rinna is so ugly and lame. It was it's so mean spirited okay, and nasty. I, I think that some of the nastiness is kind of funny. I have to tell funny, you, it's, it's funny, funny, but it's it is dumb. Funny. There's, there's, but a, it's, but there's. I'm all for people. Be, look, I'm all. You're on the fucking reality show. Be mean to other people in a way that benefits you. Be yeah, selfish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Steal from others so you have the thing yourself. Right. But I feel like Lisa Rina, Lisa Vanderpump has become just malicious. She just wants to take Lisa Rinna down for no reason. Of course she does. And I don't like that. Well, I don't love it. I don't – I think there needs to be more there, but she's not really interested in having more. She's not going to get it, get into it with Kyle because they have too much – they both personally have too much at stake. She's not going to get into it with Dorit. She brought Dorit on to do some of her dirty work, obviously. Dorit is an embarrassment to everyone who watches television. Dorit taking on or attempting to take on – our Lady of Liberty and Life, Erica Jane, <gasps> and then watching. How dare she? How dare she? And then watching. The watching one Erica thing about Jane it that's finally be like, go fuck yourself. Is that you don't have to worry about Erica Jane. Like Erica when she Jane takes on Lisa like, Rinna, you're like, Lisa Rinna's going to say something stupid yeah, and Lisa wind Rinna's up making this like, bad for herself. Right, 100%. But you say whatever you want to Erica. I know she's going to just smack your shit down. She is, but also it's. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's a not. Fair fight, but it was also interesting to watch Erica Jane become I a little bit of a housewife. It. I like she was a goddess, it. but she was okay to play in the mud a little bit. She's like, you're not like whatever she. No, was, but it was like, so was beautiful. Like, it was like all her like, time like of not getting in the mud yes. had like earned her the right. Because the rest of them were like, I don't like you. You're a bitch. Meh, 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 meh. And, then and she was like, Jane, snip! I'm crushing your head. She has done. Such a so much good, power. So much power. And she has it. She just has that it factor. I want to suck her dick <laughs> till the cows come home. Oh my God. In that room with oh and Eden God. will join you and Eden's London I once the, the one thing I'll say about Dorit is I think she's really pretty. And I hate her so much. Every time she comes back on screen, I'm like, oh God. It always surprises me how pretty she is because when I picture her in my mind, I picture her just like diarrhea on fire. Oh my god! But she's really attractive. Physically. She is really pretty. She has some looks that are genuinely good, like that white suit look when yeah. they went to the Yulin. Yeah, that was great. P.S. Did I misunderstand? P.S. Yeah. <laughs> P.K.P.S. Um, did I misunderstand why they were going to Hong Kong to begin with? I thought they were going to premiere a documentary. They were going for so Lisa that, to do a voiceover. They were going yeah. for Lisa to do a voiceover and I think DVD extras for the road to yeah. Yulin. They had to go to Hong Kong for that. She had to bring her um, gay dog master, whatever the Who fuck. Who can say? 
from his job in Santa Monica working for her foundation making like the animal shelter day spa, which I would 100% go to and would probably buy any number of dog dresses for myself. They scheduled Hong Kong. Oh, no, they did it because they wanted to bring attention to Yulin itself. So they were pretending that they had to work on the documentary there instead of at an in an editing suite in LA, which would have made so much more sense. I didn't understand it. I thought that they were going to like watch the movie, not yeah. work on voiceovers. like yeah, voiceovers and recordings. It didn't really make any no sense, sense to me. At all. And I also sort of missed. Listen, I'm sure Hong Kong is terrific because I kept on talking about how beautiful it was, and I was like, okay, I'll I'll, I'll ride this wave with you. I don't know if I believe it, but like for I, phenomenal. I'm that. sure. I'm sure I would love it. I honestly, the shopping, the whatever, I would love it. I would die to go to Hong Kong. Um, die like one of those story jobs. luxury hotels. Oh, would be if someone else is paying the bill. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I I think it was, and you know, we're looking at, um, you know, with the episode on mute, we're I'm, we're looking at the gardens and stuff. It is Did genuinely they go to beautiful. Hong Kong in the Hangover Three. You know, I missed two and three. I did see one. I do remember that tiger. Hopefully, it wasn't abused somewhere in Yulin. Um, Bradley so Cooper's possible. sex tiger. Oh my god, Bradley Cooper! I would be fully naked in a room waiting for Bradley Cooper. Me okay, too. so I now I understand. Eden, I'm it. so sorry for slut shaming. I get it. Look, I hate Eden. I'm just not going to judge her for being a slut. Is it? I don't think I'm judging her for being a slut. I'm ju- no, I'm judging her for being a moron. That's what it is. So I have no issue for her well-being. I think it's yeah. I think it's a bad idea to strip down half naked, and if we're taking her literally, right. which is probably the only way to take Eden at the end of the day, if we're taking her literally, yeah. that she is going to strip down and await him in her bed. But also, Eden's idea of like truth is very much on an Oprah platform. So Eden's idea of romance is like one of those novels that you can see in yeah. any number of fine dining aisles at your local CBS or Dwayne Reed. Like she's not, she thinks of it like big picture, like everything that Eden does in her head has some sort of global influence on the world. So for her to have a date with this guy, yeah, she's going to make it as like much as she can. She wants it to be very, you know, like she wants an experience to be like a lot. Yeah. Cause that's Ugh. just how she lives. She's so connected to her core. Ugh. She really wants to get to the truth and her hugs last for nine years. And Ugh. like, she's still hugging. She's still hugging Kyle from the first time they met. They're still in that long embrace. And, not and Kyle is <laughs> Kyle is like never letting go. Cause she's never latching on. Um, it was, yeah, I, I would say to use one of my favorite words, I would say that, um, Eden's dating, style is problematic <laughs> um as was can we just talk about what erica's Strange. wearing in this scene because i don't get it um okay so here's the problem my grandmother used to wear that to like the gym we're, in the 90s we're looking at the park bench scene with um erica and kyle no kyle's wearing a lace tablecloth uh, kyle is wearing a lace tablecloth and actually looks pretty good yeah she looks good i like when her hair is like tight but tall like yes that. she looks great um erica jane erica jane's hair and makeup has been Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Phenom. The clothing choices, which we'll pretend to blame on Mikey, except he served absolutely no purpose in the procurement of them. He just oozes and oz. Oh, this is this is Sarah's favorite scene when Kyle cries. Oh my god, you guys, when Kyle cries. Oh my god. This One is of what Kim- it sounds like when Kyle's cry. Maybe I'm just like Kim <gasps> oh Richards. When She's Kyle never cries. sober, no. <laughs> When Kyle cries, one of Kim's demons gets like wings. Like it's, <laughs> it's so, it's so good. But 
back to Erica. So Erica's clothes, I feel like they were trying for a lot for Hong Kong. Like, they really had a look, yeah, as we know. They when they said they them. had, like, six looks, I got nervous because I felt like that was not nearly enough. But they had... <laughs> I genuinely did. When they they put it together, they were definitely going for something. I don't know what that something is, but I appreciate the effort involved. Yeah, but this look is a whole different story. It's not great. The one look that was great was the 1940s kind of curls. Yeah. I thought was phenomenal. Yeah. And her hair and makeup, the scenes in which she's getting her hair and makeup By done way, are yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I do like her hair here. Like they're actually painting her face. Yeah. And her hair, which is, is that an extension? That must be extensions, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Definitely. Actually, Kyle looks bad, her makeup, when you look at Erica's face first. And which is why Kyle's, like, I don't know how these women, they can afford it. Let's say it's $10,000 to bring a look team at that. for six She looks days. like a poodle. She looks, who does? Erica. Erica? In I mean, a good a beautiful. way? Yeah. She's yeah. just like primped and preened. She looks like a toy poodle. Yeah. She looks like she looks like a show dog. Yeah, she looks totally. like a beautiful, and cared for, gorgeous, fabulous. And then in the scenes queen. for the moments at the end where she like breaks out some jade, beautiful. she looks great. Look, Dorit's beautiful, and Matt Damon's beautiful. We're watching a um, Stella commercial. commercial. Um, I don't. I think Dorit- Matt Damon. By the way, if you're listening to this, I'm single. Yeah, I used to see Matt Damon a lot for an old job on the Upper West Side. And Did he ask about me? He, you know, he didn't ask about you. I'm so sorry, but I think he was thinking about it. He was going to ask Ben to ask about you. Ben Affleck, obviously. Um, so, yeah, he's a, he's a nice guy. I don't see – he's an interesting guy. When you talk about, like, the housewives and how obviously everyone's doing this for celebrity and fame and they have some sort of business, and then you look at some performers like Matt Damon who are so private and so secret with their lives because they're trying to be human people as opposed to the stuff yeah. that I'm obsessed with on TV. It is sort of an interesting dichotomy. Totally. Did I use that word correctly? I believe so, yeah. Thank you so much, you guys. It's been such a pleasure. Um, I – yeah, it's kind of interesting when you get these flashes of, like, what celebrity ap- actually means. Because I'm so wrapped up in Bravo Celebrity that Bravo I literally... Ovs. Oh, my God, you guys. Bravo Celebrity. Ovs, ovs, ovs. I'm so wrapped up in Bravo Celebrity that when, you know, God forbid I, like, run into a celebrity, which happens now and again in New York, I'm fine. And I work with sev- with a lot of ho- high-profile people for work. But when I meet a Bravo celebrity, it's like something changes in my brain chemistry. And I'm immediately so, not that I'm nervous, I'm just hyper aware of hyper everything. Aware. Hyper aware of like everything they're doing, the moments that we have. I get it. It's, there's just something about them. It's like, I don't know. Well, it's what, different when you watch Matt Damon in a movie, he's playing a character. So right. So you go have lunch with Matt Damon, you're having lunch with an actor who you've never, you've seen him act. Yes, 100%. Whereas with people on reality TV, what you're watching them do is to some extent be themselves. So then when you interact with them in real life, it's like you're on the show. I went to get facials with a friend of mine like a month-ish ago, I want to say. Maybe like a little bit longer. We were walking down First Avenue. She's also a Real Housewife. She's like a Real Housewife super fan. And she goes, oh my god, it's Mario and Avery. And I looked in like a little diner window and it was Mario and Avery. And I stopped and I was like, we need to take a selfie right now. And oh my god, if they're in the back of it, it's not a big deal. She's like, you can't, these people are going to these people are having a meal. It is a divorced father with his daughter. And I was like, I get it. But also, it's a moment, okay? It's a historical <laughs> moment. Also, fuck Ramona Singer. Okay, guys. We need to take a moment and talk about Lisa Rinna's episode of Watch What Happens Live, which was actually entertaining. Of course with, it was. Um, Lisa Rinna is amazing on Watch What Happens Live. Yeah, she's phenomenal. With um, Real Housewife super fan, 
and um, comedian Adam Pally, where Adam Pally has like a real deep dive into all of his thoughts and feelings on Real Housewives, which I thought was amazing. I watched that episode twice and I thought Adam Pally was like fantastic. He's great, 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 great and really obsessed and really funny and it's great. So he breaks down some news about the housewives that he thinks he would connect with and the housewives that he thinks he would fight with. And I think if I'm getting this correct, he would connect with Lisa Rennick. She was sitting next to him in a TV studio and he would fight with Ramona Singer um, because among other reasons, Ramona Singer is a Trump supporter. And then someone tweeted me because I tweeted this and then our friend and friend of the show, Louis Peitzman was like, who's your source? And I, um, Oh, I didn't see that. And I added in Adam Pally's handle because, uh, you know, Adam Pally and I were just, like, texting Did he it. confirm? Did Adam Pally confirm? Adam Pally, um, since being on uh, Watch What Happens Live, has just been taking on all of the Trump supporters that have been tweeting Adam Pally. Because here's the problem. Adam – or not problem, but here was Adam Pally's opportunity. Uh, Adam Pally goes, I wouldn't because she's a Trump supporter. And so I – and he goes – and he paused for a second. And he goes, I didn't know Ramona was racist. And then – Andy said that. No, Adam Pally did. And then Wait, Adam said she's Adam a Trump Pally supporter, goes, and then I didn't know she was racist? Right, because he but was saying that... he's the one that said she's a Trump supporter. Right, so he was making a joke, because oh, okay. if you're a Trump supporter, you're right. naturally racist. And guys, I'm not, it's not that I'm agreeing or disagreeing, I'm just I'm saying... I'm agreeing. Okay, great. If you're a Trump supporter, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> okay, terrific. Um, but it was kind of phenomenal, because... Andy's face. I know you're still imagining Andy Cohen's reaction was like fear and shock. And Adam Pally since so people have been tweeting Adam, being like, We're not racist, we're not racist. And Adam Pally is like, You are. If you believe this, you are, you are, you are. Meanwhile, I don't think Ramona has tweeted anything about it, but when um I was tweeting about it, someone tweeted me and said that Ramona and Sonia are both Trump supporters. Now I get Sonia. Sonia's drunk. Sonia's like, I'm a businesswoman. So is he. Let's Life, make lifestyle let's, friends. Let's make lifestyle friends together. I'm wearing my bathing suit. You're wearing your tie. They both look weird, but it's okay. And I die for Sonia. So I actually laughed because I was like, Sonia, that's exactly right. Like Sonia would be a Trump supporter or like maybe Jill Stein. She like heard she was cool or something. I feel like She's I could talk some sense into Sonia too if I had 20 minutes. Yeah, but Sonia doesn't really like give a shit. She, you know she didn't vote. She was like in St. Bart's. Well, she like, like thought you could text your vote. She 100%. She created that. Her, her, her company COO who works out of a WeWork in the financial district was like, you can 100% tweet at Sonia. Just tweet it on this imaginary phone that I wrote down on a legal pad. Um, but Ramona, I was kind of intrigued by, especially because Ramona has sort of, not to be a dick, but kind of manipulated her past very sad, emotional, abusive childhood to suit any number of situations that she has tried to flee when it comes to filming. So she's been, and she's had a really difficult child. So she's like, she's been really honest and upfront with like abuse and stuff, which is why I was kind of curious that she was a Trump supporter because of everything that came out during the election Mm -hmm. that was obviously so, um, difficult and uh, abusive towards the view of women in Trump's eyes and in his life, which I thought was kind of interesting and definitely an eye opener. I mean, I had no idea, but it also reminds me of the fact that, um, I want to get your closing thoughts on the real housewife of New York trailer that came out this week. Did you watch it? I watched it 35 times. You did not watch it. Watch it. I thought the episode was just one of those clip shows. No, no, no. It was just the trailer. The trailer no, from New York. I haven't seen it. Is it amazing? 
Oh my God, it's so good. First off, it's like, first off, the music is like very shades of gray. Like it was very like sexy, dark. It were, does it refer to a little bit or is it because I've read too much? Um, Carol, Radzi, they cover all of the women on election night. And these are all smart, professional women. They were all politically active, Democrat or Republican. I respect that you Who's were involved. Who's a Republican? Well, I guess Ramona's like a fake Republican or, or something or third party or, or whatever. But like it covers, it's going to cover a whole bunch of shit. Um, Luann looks phenomenal. Everyone looks amazing. Bethany gets into it. People can't wait. Um, uh, Dorinda loses her mind. Can't wait. Dorinda and Sonia go at each other. Dorinda has a, um, a phone on a cell phone of Sonia, I think getting like mauled, mauled by a young goat possible possum <laughs> named Sylvia, um, by a young, attractive, muscular, probably like 22 year old son of some, yeah, that's the new, that's the new pickle. Um, it was so good. So interesting. I honestly almost started salivating when I was watching it. Cause I was like, I didn't know how ready I was for New York. And now I am so fucking ready. So I need ready. Dorinda medley in my life. Like no other. I need Luann in my life, even though I can't see her wedding, which I'm still really upset about. I need Ramona singer losing her shit throwing plastic cups I'm or maybe they were glass you're not done with it. okay <laughs> it will never happen ramona is the og like vicky gumbleson on oc is the og ramona will never take, go away i told you jill if you <laughs> jill zarin yeah i jill zarin and damien and i were maybe texting a little bit um what jill blocked me because i took her down on twitter for being a trump supporter Jill Zarin would probably come back. If I was Jill Zarin right now, I would say it's not about supporting Trump. It's about supporting charity. Because Jill Zarin has done so much fundraising for Eric Jill Trump. Zarin is a dumb, <laughs> you can say, You can say cut. You teeth. can do it. Um, so on that note, I can't believe you haven't watched it, especially because you're going to be working professionally with the Countess herself. Now, do you call her the Countess in personal life? I call her your Countessship. Okay, perfect. Your yeah. ladyship, the countess. Yeah. What do you call Tom? A dirtbag? <laughs> I haven't met Tom. Can't wait. No. Oh my. Maybe you've met him, but he's so short that you needed to like no, 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 no. bend down I call a little her bit Luann, more. By the way, do you call her? Do you call her Luann or do you call her Lou? Luann. We're not at a Lou place yet. Teresa and I got to tree on like the first day, but Luann and I are not there yet. Teresa, guys, shout out to Teresa. In a really, really difficult time for her family. Yes, poor tree. Breaking news, such big news, such shocking news that People.com had no less than three articles about Teresa's resting place mother you the, at the same can time. Can I tell you the I most was, horrible thing? They were all the same article? Because I kept I clicking texted them. Teresa to ask her to tweet about my L.A. shows the day her mother died. I and you had no know. idea? And she's like, sure, just tell me what you want me to tweet. <laughs> so I did. And then, like, five minutes later, I, like, went to her Twitter to, like, see you if guys, she I'm had covering. tweeted it. And there is stuff about her mom dying. So, and I was like, I'm so sorry. So what Thank you're you saying so is you, you killed her mother is what well, you're saying. Her mom saying, had already right? died her mom on the died, day so, her mom so died. Teresa's I sent her a tweet being like, I'm doing shows in L.A. Um, can you tweet about them? So Teresa's standing over her dead mother's body. And she and gets a text like, from Ben Rimmelauer. And this is how, Patty this is how fancy Ben Rimmelauer is. She's standing over her dead mom's body, like, waiting for the hearse. And she's like, oh, my God, Ben Rimmelauer needs something. Off I go. That's not me being fancy. That's Teresa being a really nice person that I want people to realize. And you know what? Like that cunt Jill Zarin. Okay. <laughs> Or that piece of this shit Ramona Singer. Or those pieces of garbage. <laughs> What's her good. name? Dorit and Eden. This is good. 
because you have a relationship with Teresa. I have something with Jill. I don't know what it is. It's it's not, it's not really anything. But it's good because we're like trading. It's like trading places a little bit because Teresa, people not having people not having a great opinion of Teresa is entirely Teresa's. That is Teresa's fault yeah, for the I, shit that she did. It's my responsibility to fix it. Okay, best wishes. Um, <laughs> my, that's what I'm gonna make. Luann's act is gonna be all about making people like Teresa. <laughs> I oh my god! Think so. I think it would be great. Will Luann have other housewives cameo uh, in the show? No. Remember Maybe Heather? Remember Heather Thompson can perform. Heather Thompson can sing like a motherfucker. No, we're not going to have her. Um, okay, she's too busy selling panties. Is that what you're too, saying? I'm not into Heather. Um, okay, I'm giving you. Wait, side am I confusing? Isn't Heather the one with the leg? Oh no, that's a Viva. No, that's a which Viva is Heather. Dresher. Heather Thompson with um, Yummy Tummy. I almost called it Hanky Panky. Heather Thompson had Yummy Tummy. She was really good friends with. Um, with Radzi, and she was really honest. Oh, she was the new Bethany before they brought back I new, new Bethany, I didn't watch which was that actual season, Bethany. Oh, okay, you didn't miss anything. It was kind of, yeah. but she was phenomenal. She was a really right. great addition. And she was back. she was something that what Andy Cohen has said is um, Heather Thompson was one of the few housewives that essentially was left the show of her own volition, not because anyone else told her to. Guys, in the seconds that we have to remaining, I just need to reference one thing. I know that you don't watch Atlanta. Shit went down on Atlanta this week, and I just have to say that you know Sheree she by Sheree Sheree yeah. Whitfield Sheree Whitfield was in a car with her ex-husband in Hawaii they've had a very very difficult relationship that's been referenced on the show they are now as adults with kids who are now teenagers trying to cobble together a friendship possible romance and the thing with Atlanta is Atlanta's very very real in discussing violence and difficult relationships. Yeah, shit got real on Atlanta this week. I'm not even guys. I'm not even going to talk about Portion Candy because it's so fucking dumb. And Bill Cosby's done more than enough talking about date rape, drugs, and everything else. I can't even tell you about what happened. It's so stupid. I can't even talk about it. Which means I'll talk about it next week. In a car, I don't even remember why they were talking about abuse or something, but someone references physical violence in relationship and Bob says to Sheree have I ever been physical with you which is really fucking with someone I don't care if you're going to pretend you were high in a relationship or drunk you remember if you hit your part your romantic partner and he goes have I ever hit you and Sheree has I think sunglasses on and everyone in the car essentially freezes it's Kenya Phaedra Bob and Sheree he goes have I ever hit you have I ever choked you I guess I didn't choke you hard enough and then it's as game a joke over. as as a joke, but as a real, that is, that is a difficult relationship. That is what abuse looks like. That is verbal abuse. That is emotional uh, abuse. That's what's the word ghost gaslighting, whatever gaslighting, gaslighting yeah. that's gaslighting where you're rewriting history. Yeah. And Sheree Whitfield, who's had her moments, obviously over the course of the show, but I'm, who I'm so thrilled is back was like shell shocked. Kenya Moore, who's not known for necessarily being a great mediator, immediately inserted herself and said, that wasn't okay. And then Phaedra was like, that wasn't okay. You owe her an apology. You owe her an apology. And it sort of continued later because even when Bob was attempting to apologize, he was kind of like smiling while he did it. And Mm -hmm. and, um, Sheree lost her shit and started crying and locked out. And it was just one of those things where it made me feel like each of these franchises offers me something. Beverly Hills is escapist. New York is closest to reality also because I live here. And Atlanta has such a fine focus on the worst parts, potential parts of relationships. And because so many of these women have dealt with really 
shitty, horrible partners and husbands where you've seen glimpses of violence or discord, even if it's something like Nini and Greg, when they were falling apart and it was real, it was never about abuse, but it was, it was dramatic and it was, but it was real. It wasn't created for anything. It was just really an interesting look at what this show is bringing. And I think it's actually really important because I think it was, as Sheree referenced, you know, bringing Bob on this trip to Hawaii that all the cast members went on was sort of a test to see if they could have another relationship or their friendship. And she's like, he failed. And I she think, failed too. I haven't seen the show. Fail? But you know what? If you're going to try to have a friendship for the sake of your kids, yeah. here's one way to do that that helps your kids. Don't let it get sexual and romantic. Keep she never did. She kept, this is what was so great about Shrey, and I miscommunicated that. She never, they never, he was like, it was, this was a little bit of a put on, but he was like courting her, old school courting her. For, they've never referenced having sex with each other. They've oh, okay. never referenced hooking up. It's been, they've That's been better. going as friends, which was a huge step forward for them. And they, there was nothing romantic going on, which Bob wanted, and he would make it into a little joke of taking her to shows or performing or whatever, doing things to make her feel like he cared about her. And which is why when she opened the door, not even to romance, but to friendship and trust, and he slammed it in her face in that car in Hawaii, making a woman who'd been physically abused have to remind the abuser that it happened and that it was bad was a no-no and it was shitty and I appreciated it. Because when we're talking about the Real Housewives and we're talking about being escapist, there are moments that are gifts that they are giving us which is the opportunity to look at these people's lives and say, I will not make the same mistake. You know, like I'm watching that and I'm like, I've never been in an abusive relationship before, but I watch that and I'm like, you know what? I'm learning something about Sheree and I'm also learning about, you know, the standard that you have to have. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, and also how you cope with this. Sheree was crying in her confessional after and she's like, he gave, essentially, essentially he gave her a little bit of a gift because she didn't engage with him romantically before because she understood now that he really hasn't changed, that it, what, that he's a broken man. And we have all been there with those types. We have all, and I've gone back to them and it was a nice reminder for me that there's something to be said for being open to being on a TV show and for all that we love about the entertainment of it. And I love it. I die for it. Donkey booty for days. I, there's also another element here, which is really kind of interesting. And that's why this, you know what the lesson to be learned from this is you need to fucking get your ass to Hulu and start watching real Housewives of Atlanta because they fucking bring it. And I want to have a week where it's you and I, and we talk exclusively about Atlanta. It's probably going to be after Atlanta's done. The history. You need to watch the it. Herstory. The Herstory. The <laughs> Herstory. That Guys, or Nashville. Which do I watch first? Nashville, the show about the country singers? <laughs> yeah. No. I guess you could watch Real Housewives of Dallas if you wanted to, like, die. But no, <laughs> you don't You don't watch Connie Britton. Connie Britton would be like, Connie Britton and Laura Benanti would be like, get yourself in front of a TV <laughs> and they? watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. Wait, can we tweet that right now? <laughs> We can. I'll message her. I'll be great. Um, Guys, such a great, such a great time. Okay, plug my shows. Oh my God. Ben Rimmelauer, plug your shows. Patty Issues and Bad With Money at the Duplex in New York. When are you doing it? Well, I have, well, this 
the week is too late for them because this will be up Monday, right? No, Never it's going to come. I'm going to put it up tonight. Oh, when okay. are you, so when tomorrow, are you Sunday, March 19th at the duplex. <gasps> and then again, uh, Monday, April 24th and Monday, May 15th and Monday, June 12th. Guys, and I just have to say, because I don't think we've, I don't think I've had you since I went to your show. So we talked about the fact that I was going to Oh, see yeah. It. it was right before it. You guys, it's so important that you go and you so watch. Important. It's so important. It's like a, it's like for It's like America. Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's like Real Housewives of Atlanta, <laughs> but... A lot more intense. I'm going to say too loud. Too yeah, listeners. If you fucking say anything, but this audio is a market improvement, I will kill myself. Um, but I, it's so good. You were so phenomenal. And listeners, you really need to drag your asses to New York City and and be a part of nights that are really special. And I think that I'm, you know. I love this is an you should be a real housewife of Atlanta because for all of the entertainment for every else, there's another side there and I'm so wow. glad that I saw it. And I that. can't wait um to see you do a duet with Countess Luann. I or maybe I'll be you won't do it. Okay, yeah. well I'm gonna be walking on stage, so oh, you fabulous. should probably prepare prepare <laughs> her for that. Guys, such a great time. I hope um everyone is having a great St. Patty's hangover next day, except no one celebrates St. Patty's because it is a holiday for young people. Um so on that note, happy Saturday night-ish. Can't wait to kiki with you next week. Um like, review us, follow us, subscribe, whatever the fuck. Try to get into my social media, it's probably not not going to happen as of Monday morning at some point. Um, and I will, we will talk to you next week. Okay, bye guys. Hey, bye. Hey. Oh my God, how straight of you. I bye know. guys. <laughs> bye.